Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Here we are again in yet another Marketing Experiments web clinic. The title today is Converting Free Trials to Paid Customers. How the right message at the right time generated a 68% lift in free trial conversion. Now, free trials have been used for a long time. In the beginning on the Internet, they were used very poorly. I remember when we first started launching them and we actually asked for the credit card after the trial expired. And I watched so many of those experiments uh, crash. And I watched various controls and treatments. And then we began to test in the old days, you know, is it seven days? Is it 14 days? Is it 30 days? And then we began to test uh, how much do we actually give someone in a free trial? Do we give them full access to a piece of software or should it be limited access? Or do we give them full access to the content or limited access to the content? And on this, uh, this whole concept sort of evolved. Things have changed. Today, free trials have become a standard way to market and there are sort of a, a generally accepted set of best practices. Yet, over and over again, when we analyze the way free trials are being implemented, we discover that there is money leaking in our process. We are leaving revenue on the table because we haven't thought through every single aspect of the micro-yes chain that leads to the ultimate macro-yes, and that is the continuation of that free trial. We're going to get sort of deep into that with a very complicated set of case studies in just a moment. In the meantime, you can talk about this on Twitter using hashtag webclinic. I also want to thank the organization that made it possible for us to deliver all this research to you at no cost. At marketingexperiments.com, there's more than $25 million worth of research you can access, again, all at no cost. ClickTel made this possible. They have been aggressive in their attempt to try and understand uh, and to learn and discover and to sponsor research and to drive the Internet forward. And we're very grateful for their involvement because they make it possible for us to help you today. Setting, having said all that, let's go right past my bio and begin with a case study or an experiment. It is test protocol 1420. And you'll notice after that it's 1508 and 9 and 1512. Normally you only see one number in that space, but this links to our library. We have the world's largest library of case studies and experiments, and we're drawing from that to try and help you understand some unique new insights regarding free trials, and particularly how you can uh, sort of take what you're doing, if you've already got a free trial, and optimize it to get the highest possible return. And as I say that, I want you to sort of get the background clear. This was an online do-it-yourself website creation and sort of team management software program. Its primary market was sports coaches and parents and league administrators. This is the largest organization of its type in the world. They're publicly traded. And their goal was to increase free trial conversions and post-free trial upgrades. So we have a common research question. Which page will yield the greatest revenue? And let's sort of think about it with a chart that you see. This will require you to be more engaged Sometimes we show you these case studies and they're relatively simple. This one is more complex, but it allows us to learn something more important. So bear with me. And the entire time you're watching this, keep thinking about your own free trial implementation, either the one you have or the one that you might implement, and ask yourself, 
Where is the transferable principle? If you've never attended one of these web clinics, we try and control the balance between how fast we go and how much content we deliver. And we try to do so in such a way as to give you the most you can possibly receive for the least amount of your time investment. And in the end, in this short time that we have together, I want to sort of lay out before you every insight we can possibly squeeze out of this experiment and the follow-up experiments because they will help us take many of the partners and many of the clients and that uh, you might have in your agency or many of the people who attend this, this uh, event or listen to it on the line and dramatically intensify the results. We just ran a series of tests on one. I just saw those numbers. It's amazing how an optimized free trial can impact your revenue number. One of my first experiments was in the New York Times many years ago, and that one free trial test with that optimization yielded a 541% increase. Keeping that in mind, look with me at this particular experiment, and you'll notice that there are sort of three concepts that we're testing. Now, the concepts are not about the content because the content is very similar, but actually when we present the content is what's very important about this slide. You'll see that we present something that intensifies the value during the free trial, another one at the end of the free trial, and another one after the free trial. These are three stages in the series of micro-yeses of the inverted funnel. So let's deal with the first one now and think of that sort of page that we've highlighted. And as you do, I'm going to take you to a fuller version. You'll see that we're calling out or sort of blowing out the top piece of this. It says upgrade your plan features. And you'll see the, the subheaders upgrade to plus and then to customize your domain name and the way this flows. And remind you, this is only about half of that page. Let's look at the bottom. It moves from there into this particular piece. So this is the control. This is what we began with. And you'll see it's a long page. And as you look at that, I want you to notice the first treatment, and this is prior to expiration, and you can see that the page is a bit shorter, and we've brought clarity, and we've made several changes. I won't get into the changes yet because we're going to break them down in detail as this uh, clinic unfolds, but just notice visually what the primary difference are, and you'll see again that we're moving through the page all the way to the bottom now, and that is the treatment. So, let's look at the version A. Version B, audience, you can use the GoToMeeting uh, sort of uh, question and answer feature to vote. Tell me what you think. Which one will produce the most, A or B? I'm watching your votes come in, and, uh, and don't, don't, uh, don't second-guess yourself. You might be surprised, all right? So as, as I see the votes coming in and they're accruing, Peggy, I see your B, and Andy a B, and an A from Don, and a B from Thomas, and an A from Candace, uh, all over the uh, sort of the globe right now, you're voting. And as you do so, I'm going to take you to the result. You can see here that version B outproduced A. The conversion rate differential is 7.55% to 6.37% for a 68% or to be more precise, a 67.6% increase. Something is happening. Watch this because you want to continue to think about how this sets up the second experiment. Now, we're going to take similar language. In the first treatment, we intensified the presentation of the value proposition. 
Think of it as a fulcrum with the negatives on one side and the positives on the other. As a marketer, you can remove the negatives, the friction and the anxiety and those things that might interfere with the dialogue and with the transaction. Or you can increase the positives. And this is all of that weight we can add on the other side of the fulcrum that demonstrates value. We intensify value. And the result was this 68% increase. But now, we want to do something very similar, but at a different juncture in the process. So, if you look, you'll see the control. Yes, upgrade to plus. There it is. And then you'll see a treatment. It's using screenshots and it's intensifying the value so that if you look at uh, the top and the bottom, you'll see there's a different approach. In fact, let's sort of swiftly show them side by side. There's the control and there's the treatment. And yes, by the way, the treatment is long copy versus short copy. There's a lot more text. It's not just the length of the page, but there's a lot more text on the page. Now ask yourself a question. Will the longer copy work or will the short copy work? Is it, is it better to do this uh, as you see on the right or on the left? Let me see your votes. They're already coming in. Uh, someone says B. That's Guy. Someone says it's B. That's Lorenzo. And I'm watching. A says Mo. And B says Bob. And A says uh, Jonathan. And B says Mike. And A says Sherry. So, looking at the two, one thing is clear. Marketers are not in full agreement. Listen, I've said this so many times, but I want to say it again. There are no expert marketers. There are only experienced marketers and expert testers. And really, some things you won't know until you go to the test. That's what we've done here. So, if you got this wrong, it's all right. And by the way, Victoria, I see your correction. I mean A, she says. And Teresa says, I mean B. And she has three exclamation points. So I assume you really mean that, Teresa. Um, I've got your votes. We watch these. We tally them. But I'd like to take you to the results. Now, I am moving rather swiftly. And you may be saying, but I don't see the big differences yet. Don't worry. You will because we're going to break each one of these down in depth as we teach you three principles before we're done. But for now, let's look at results. Here we are. This is a 43% increase in trial conversions. So, the improvement, taking the value and, and, and emphasizing it this time at the middle stage produced a 42% increase or a 42.77, which can be rounded to 43. Clearly, that's an improvement. Dave, <laughs> Dave uh, has a mild expletive. Dave is on this call I mean, you'd be surprised that I recognize him because there's thousands of people that attend these events, but I recognize your last name, Dave, and you're on almost every clinic, and he's humble enough to say I was wrong. And can I say, that's the first and most important quality of a good marketer is a bit of humility because the test is going to surprise you, and if you're never surprised by your test, then you're not designing the right test. We cannot always predict the mysteries of the human mind as they work themselves out in a particular form of behavior. And so, uh, let's break this down, but let's go to a final version of this long pervasive case study. Now we're going to test communicating sort of after the free trial. Now, before I go any further, I've got a very important question to ask the audience. 68%, 43%. Now, we don't know what the results are for this new test I'm going to show you. But if I were to ask you at which stage in the thought sequence should we 
you know, emphasize this value, would you vote beginning, middle, or end? That, con- that sort of connects with during the free trial, at the end of the free trial, or after. In fact, uh, just write down during, end, or after on your votes. And I'm watching. Uh, Brian says all three. I can understand that. During, 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 end. By the way, I'm looking for one answer, not all three, and there's a reason for that. So pick one of the three. During, 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 middle, middle, during, during. Interesting. End. I'm watching all your votes come in. Let's look at what happens on the next test. This is the sort of confirmation, sort of final piece afterwards. And this is a new treatment. And you can see that we're uh, really driving the value at this juncture. So you have the control. You have the treatment. Let's look at the result. Watch this. It's sort of fascinating. At this juncture, this improvement produces a 203% increase in upgrade revenue per visit. So we've been trying to deliver an upgrade from this free trial. And talking about the upgrade before, talking about the upgrade during the middle, and talking about the upgrade on the end, each of them using the same essential language, the same value-laden, value-driven messaging, produces a much higher gain at the end. What does that tell us? What can we learn from that? Well, let's think about that for just a moment. In sum, the complete test series increased total free trial conversion revenue. Now, when you're seeing this number, you're looking at the actual revenue increase. We're not talking about the bell curve, but the revenue increase by 63% and the average order value, just the size of the order, by 27%. What was going on here? When is it most effective to offer an upgrade in your free trial? How, how do you design your free trial so that you achieve the highest possible revenue yield? What's the key to taking the micro yes that comes with yes, I'll take the free trial into yes, I'll pay and become a member or a customer? What are the necessary micro yeses in between that lead to that sort of a, a, a successful conclusion? That's what's driving what we're going to do together with you today. And I want to sort of make a single point and then teach you, work with you as we think about three principles that we can apply to all that we're doing now. So let's begin with the uh, first. Our goal as marketers is to build cognitive momentum. You may not have heard that before. You may not have been in these clinics before. But if you've seen my book, The Marketer's Philosopher, or if you're familiar with our work, one of the things that we say is that we are not simply building marketing campaigns, but we are building mental velocity. I want someone to move as fast as possible in their mind through the sequence of micro-yeses that leads to the macro-yes. And the faster we can move them, the greater the velocity, the more likely they will overcome, they will roll right through the friction that's necessary to every cell process. So keep that in mind. It's going to be clear as we go forward. Here's the next critical principle. Despite what I've said in number one, there are certain offers in which the potential cognitive momentum built in the channel is limited. You can't get enough momentum. It's hard to get them through all of the potential friction. It requires so much forward momentum that you just can't generate enough. And in these cases, it takes 
an experience of the product to truly help someone resonate with its value. To help them overcome the inherent resistance in the process. Now, having said all of that, it might be easier to see this sort of in a chart form. Take a look here. Because path one did not include a free trial. See this blue line? And what you'll notice is that the dotted line is sort of the necessary velocity to get someone through the process. And with that necessary level of velocity, we can't quite reach it using the messaging without a free trial. They've literally got to experience the product before they'll truly appreciate its value. So what we do is we add a sort of free trial path and it's integrated now so that we can shift as many pieces people as possible into that line and that line reaches the necessary velocity and delivers conversion. Now when you think about it that way, it's sort of useful to apply this lesson to what we just saw, this case study. And if you'll look, if we get right to the revenue itself, why do free trials work? Simply adding a product trial will not produce the cognitive minimum required for conversion unless you have a proper messaging strategy. Each of these negative numbers was the amount of, more or less, the, the revenue that was being lost. The leaking uh, revenue in the plumbing of this offer at each stage in the game. What we had to do was not just fix one particular piece, but think of the pieces in sequence and optimize them for the best possible timing. So, that brings me to today. For We're going to sort of walk through these principles. I've said three, but we actually have four. Four principles that as we learn them will help us understand how to structure our trial to get the most possible gains. And here is the first one. Sustain value. Now that's simple. Just two words. But its significance is dramatic. Let's look at a, an example by going back and unpacking those case studies we've been looking at thus far. So you can see that in the control, the expired features are only given a single line text description. And a text call to action link is used. So all that we've done is mentioned with a single line what they have just lost with the expiration of the trial. And a text call to action is the only way we're driving you forward. Now let's look at the treatment and notice the difference. In the treatment, there's an interstitial, which is sort of like a, like a pop-up, but not exactly a new window, with more space to sell, and it's created so that the existing text is inserted and additional bullets are added to clarify the value. Remember, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Clarity trumps persuasion. In the end, if you have an authentic value proposition, you do not win by coming up with the latest marketing buzzword, by reading a book on, on persuasive copy. You win because you have a message that's crystal clear and that message resonates with the ideal customer because you have the strongest, most forceful value proposition in the space. We're not optimizing websites. We're optimizing thought sequences. We're not optimizing marketing campaigns. We're optimizing thought sequences. And think about it now. Images are added. These images are not some uh, beautiful mood-inducing graphic created by a dreamy talent at an ad agency. And a third of my students are agencies. I'm not anti-agency when I say that. But you want to be the sort of agency that delivers results. As Ogilvy said, the father of branding, make every ad sell. And in fact, if you'll look at this, the images here are very strategic. They're designed to communicate value. 
by the way, we know they work because we've tested it. And in fact, when you start creating that value all the way through the process, not relying on the value created earlier in the process, but continuing to generate it. That's what we mean when we say sustain it. You want value to be to delivered throughout the entire process to, to intensify the amount of forward momentum. And as you do that, even the call to action is larger and sequenced. And it has the sort of wording that makes it worthwhile for you to click because this is something you want to know. What is the price? And we're telling you you can view it, and we're telling you you can view it now, which is a motivator. I click the button, I get something I want. The button itself has process-level value proposition. There is value-laden even in the text on the button, and it looks imminently clickable. Look again. This is the control language. Upgrade to plus. Yes, I want to upgrade to plus. Customize your domain name. These three sections. Look how we change it. Get 100 plus more site templates, 25 plus more features, only when you upgrade to plus. Can you see the difference? I'm going to go backwards. This was the original. This is the difference. And if you're out here watching this right now and asking yourself, where can I find a transferable principle that I can take back to my company and get a result with tomorrow, there's a good example. That replacement text is specific. Specificity is vital for conversion. This sort of specificity increases credibility, which increases trust, which increases conversions. Then notice the next one. Yes, I want to upgrade to plus. Standard language, the sort of language you see on free trials everywhere. But look at the difference. Now we give you a choice, and it's one or two. It's crystal clear, and it's not asking you to check something in particular, it's asking you to pick which one of these and once pre-check the decisions made for you if you don't make it. This is guiding you so that there's less time spent stalling that forward momentum whilst you, the customer, are trying to make momentum or trying to make meaning out of the process. Every time you ask me to stop and make a decision to choose between something that you don't help me choose, you require me to spend more of my mental uh, you might say, energy making meaning of the particular choice. And this slows down the velocity. Let's look at a third one. So there's evidence, there's a clean explanation, and here's a third way, inspiration. Notice how we use the, let's just go back again. Simple, customize your domain name, is turned into something that has appeal. You can imagine your name here at that place on the page. You realize that this is your website with your name on it. And in addition to that, you see your current web address is X and get a personalized web address such as... By the way, why is that important? Because it's a www web address. It's not some sort of subdomain, but it's actually a standalone web address which is valuable to someone who's trying to do this for their event, some coach or someone. All of those bullet points, I won't read them. You can see them. They continue to punch up and sustain the value. And we use three techniques here, evidence, explanation, and inspiration. This is point one. Now, I have, uh, I have staff members with whiteboards waving them uh, threateningly, even menacingly in my face. Apparently, I don't have a lot of time left, and I'm already on point two. So I'm going to go swiftly into the second point, which is leverage urgency. Leverage is a key word here. You're using that lever to ramp up the velocity and now you're doing it with urgency. And again, in the control, the copy does not clearly communicate an immediate loss if you don't do something about the expiration of your trial. 
but the call to action position and copy encourages someone to choose basic. And, uh, and now look at what happens in the treatment. Get all of your favorite plus features back when you upgrade. Now we're turning the negative into a positive by saying you can get them all back. In fact, we begin point first with one of the most powerful words we've tested in headlines, get, get, get. It begins with get, but in a sense, it's an inverted gift. If you're a philosopher, think about this. We're turning a negative into a positive. Basically, you're about to lose everything or you've just lost it. And instead of reminding them they've lost it, we're telling them they can get it all back. And we turn it into a positive. Look at the yes, upgrade to plus. Now look at the change. Yes, upgrade to plus. The call to action set up and copy communicates a clear expectation for a non-upgrade decision. Notice the, the checkbox and the way this is done to bring clarity. No thanks, I'd prefer a basic site. Here it's yes, upgrade to plus or, and they have to check that box, which changes the way they process that decision and ramps up the yes factors. Time is running out. I'm going to principle three. This is uh, anticipate concerns. So this is the third. We've gone through two. We're going to swiftly move through this one. In the control, visitors discover that they cannot access their data and there is no copy addressing what has happened to it. Suddenly they just can't find it anymore. That creates anxiety. If they lost all their work, what's going on here? And what do we do? Instead, we say this. Get this feature and it tells you what you... What you get it, adding customer news, add up to 16 customers on news info pages, get more control over your site today, ready to purchase. So we bring clarity to them that this is an upgrade and they understand now what they need to do in order to capture back the data that is missing. And look at the difference again. And look at this. In the treatment, anxiety reducing companies inserted in close proximity. In fact, let's go back to this. So... This is what they get the first time, and then they get this. Now look at the treatment. In the treatment, anxiety-reducing copies inserted in close proximity to the call to action to reassure. It says, rest assured, we've already saved your work prior to plus expiration, and it will be immediately available when you're completing the upgrade process. Do you see what happens now? We've eliminated that concern. We've anticipated in advance, and we've reassured them that all they need to do is upgrade, and they can get all their data back. It's that simple. From this potential negative and fear to this. Much stronger. Finally, I'm on point four. Uh, wave that board in front of me again. I have, what, six minutes left? Six minutes. And I have live op. If I can get through this, we have live op. And we can do that if we can do one every two seconds. Think how many we can do. Um, my team is making fun of me if you're out there. All right. Principle four, layer incentive. So here it is. In the control, there's no additional reason to upgrade. The only value Driving you to the upgrade is the value in the core of the offer with the value proposition. But we want to add value, a new layer of value on top of sort of the incentive that comes with just having a free trial. And so we move from this version to what you're going to see here. In the treatment, a special one-time incentive is presented as a thank you. There it is. Boom. Trial expiration upgrade. Special limited time offer. View special upgrade price now. Now we've given them a reason to upgrade with an added layer of incentive. And this makes it more attractive because essentially, if you go back to the fulcrum, we're piling more weight on the left positive side. We're giving them even more reasons why they may want to upgrade. So they have the reason that comes inherent with the offer, what we'll do for them. And they can get their data back and they can continue using this product. 
But on top of that, we're giving them an extra reason and we're adding more value. This is called layering incentive into what's taking place. Now, if you take this all together, there are four critical principles that we can sort of derive from the case study that we've been working through. The first one is to sustain value. The second one is to leverage urgency. The third one is to anticipate concern. And the fourth one is to layer incentive. That uh, brings me to the last few moments, an opportunity to do some live optimization with you. And I trust, I know for some of you listening that I'm going very fast. I prefer to go slower. I'm an academic. But I'm trying to pack this. And uh, I want you to get as much content as you can in the time that we have. And so we have moved now to some real application. And I've been told by my team, before I go any further, to remind you of the Lead Generation Summit coming up in 2013, uh, September 30th through October 3rd. I'll be there with the entire team, lots of our scientists and analysts. And you are invited to come and, uh, and sort of participate in one-on-one -on -one clinics and in lots of case studies and lots of results from our experiments. This is at the Marketing Sherpa, which is the sister company of Marketing Experiments. And that will be in September in San Francisco. So I move on. Somebody in the audience submitted this. His name is Frank. Frank, we've got your page up right now. It is Memo Life. The primary objective is free trial conversion. So audience, think about the four principles that we've been teaching. This is the page and we're trying to get people interested in learning a new language. So, Frank, uh, how do I help you with this page? If I work really hard, I can discover what you want me to do. Audience, you help Frank before I say a word. Help me optimize the page. Now, Frank, these are just, uh, you've got the world's largest focus group of expert marketers. Better call to action, says Jeremy. They're called action, says Guy. No call to action, says Parrish. Where's the call to action, says Max? Not a simple call to action, says Jeff. Needs value. No call to action, says Ha. Uh, bigger call to action, says Angela. Call to action, says Matthew. Uh, Frank, are you seeing a pattern here? Um, this audience is coming back and back and back and back and back to the same point. It's not clear what the call to action is. I think that those boxes representing flags may be potential languages you can start learning, but it is not clear that those are even buttons. And the try a language for free with that little arrow is lost completely in the white on green. And text above that is even harder to read. And the fact that the text above that is in a complete sentence and is in all caps means it's the wrong headline, in the wrong font, in the wrong location, with the wrong message. Now, Frank, I'm not trying to be harsh. But this, honestly, isn't a page that you slightly optimize. This is a page that you can dramatically improve and you probably need to rethink its entire design. You have a benefit underneath the call to action and then there's some sort of little icon which, uh, if you look at it really hard, you can figure out that it's a cartoon character holding a set of dumbbells. I wasn't sure what it was when I first saw it. I had to work hard to figure that out. And my point for you is that I don't even know if it's clickable. I don't know what happens if I click on it, but you're asking me to do something before you've given me any good reason why I should do it. And worse, it is not clear. And if there's a number one principle, we've said it earlier in this, in this broadcast, clarity trumps persuasion. Frank, again, I don't want to be too harsh. We're trying to help you. If you can redesign this page and send it to us, we'll give you comments from our own team to try and help you get it ready for a test. And I'd love to take what we're saying and test it against the control so you're not dependent on just our opinion. 
I go on, though, to one more. We have two minutes left. That's time enough to save the world. Uh, we have one minute left. I've just been corrected. Arbor Day Foundation. These smart alecks in the studio, they're just, uh, they won't give me any, any slack whatsoever. Arbor Day Foundation. Uh, you can see uh, the actual page here. Wholesale Coffee Partnerships. Now, that's different than the page I have up. So we're going to work with the one I guess I have up unless it scrolls down to that. Ready to get started? Tell us about yourself and we'll send you a free bag. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, would, I would think about the wording of that, number one. Number two, the form has far too much friction. I would break it into two components. On the first, I would just get the name and email address, capture the second on a new page so that people that didn't complete the free trial could still be marketed to. I would be clearer what a free bag means, how big that really is. I can't tell. And I would probably even tell you what a free bag of what is, even though you're assuming they know that. I think it... it at the end of the sentence, it lasts the punch that it needs. And ready to get started, a big mistake. Because ready doesn't make me want to do anything. Two doesn't make me anything. And I don't want to get started on anything. I want to get coffee. Start with get a free bag of coffee. Start with the get. Then tell me what I'm going to get. Then tell me what I have to do afterwards to get it. But make the important point in the first part of the psychological thought sequence. Shorten the form so that you can get basic information. Then maybe on a second page, you have tell us where to send your coffee. And under that name and because of that, you can ask for more information because this is going to have to come by mail, which justifies your ask and makes the audience actually want to give you the information that you're asking for. In that sort of two-step process, you can probably drive up a much more robust result. And so, I'm out of time. I want to thank ClickTel again for making this possible. I'd love for you right now to use your Q&A feature to tell us if you found today helpful. Uh, the whole point of this is to give you as much content as possible and to help you go back and get a real result and to do so without uh, having to spend money on yet another webinar. In the meantime... Visit with us at the Lead Generation Summit in San Francisco. Tell a friend about what you're learning here. Sort of join this community so that we can uh, keep learning and teaching each other. I want to thank you again for attending today. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.